is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Hi everyone, good morning and welcome. So good to be with you today. Uh, massive welcome to you if you're part of Jubilee Church in Derby. Uh, great to have you here. If you're part of our church plant in Burton, Burton Family Church, uh, great to be uh, joining with you guys as well today. And a particular welcome uh, to friends from Christ Central Churches across our Midlands region, uh, to the guys in Grace Church Stoke and Wildwood Church in Stafford, uh, both of whom are joining us today and midweek next week. Uh, really good to have you with us and uh, if you're from somewhere else and you're with us maybe for the first time today a huge welcome to you as well. You join us in uh, part two of a two-part series. John Batten spoke last week uh, about the subject of contentment. Did an excellent job, spoke so well, such a great word he brought to us. If you missed it, I'd encourage you to check it out. Uh, you can get it on our website, jubilee.org.uk, uh, and you have a look at the archive section. Uh, I'd encourage you to, uh, to watch that talk from last week. But uh, so John spoke about contentment, and uh, today I want to build on what, what he was saying. John was talking about the importance of being content in all circumstances. And it was something the Apostle Paul had to learn. Paul spoke about it in Philippians chapter 4. And at the time he was under house arrest, you, you might say he was under lockdown. And uh, he had to learn, even in that situation, to be content. And for us, in our situation, our circumstances today, we too need to learn to be content. I know for me, uh, this is something that I'm thinking about at the moment, uh, learning to be content with what I can achieve, not to get uh, too frustrated about what I can't achieve at the moment, what I can't do. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge for me. It's a challenge for those around me. So please pray for us. But I guess for all of us, we need to be learning this lesson at the moment. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious, John reminded us last week. So as I said, I want to, uh, to build on John's word, uh, really asking the question, if contentment is the place that we should be, if that's, that's our place, our, where our heart is, if you like, what should we be bringing to others? So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray now that you would speak to our hearts. I pray you'd help me to communicate well. And I pray, God, that you would be our teacher by your Holy Spirit. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, what is it then that we should be bringing to others? Well, to start with, I want to define what I mean, or who I mean, if you like, by others. And I mean anyone else, anyone in your family, your circle of friends, maybe others in the church, perhaps those outside the church, maybe those who don't yet know Jesus. What should we be bringing to them? Well, I think there are three things, and it's three things that I want to talk about this morning. They're compassion, comfort, and confidence. Compassion, comfort, and confidence. So let's start with compassion. Now is the time for us, as the people of God, to be showing compassion to those around us. 
In John chapter 11, we read about the death of Lazarus, you know, the, the brother of Mary and Martha. He was a close friend of Jesus, somebody who Jesus spent time with, who he knew well. Jesus knew what it was like to have a close friend die. Maybe you have a, a close friend or a family member who's ill right now. Maybe a loved one, someone close to you perhaps has passed away even. I want to tell you today, Jesus knows how you feel. He can identify with where you're at today. We read in John's Gospel how Jesus went there knowing that Lazarus was not only ill, but that he had in fact passed away. He had died. But Jesus also knew that he was going to raise Lazarus back to life again, bring him back to life. So he knew that the current situation that he was walking into was not the final situation. It was not how the story was going to end. But even so, even knowing all this, we read how Jesus was still moved by compassion. In John 11, verse 35, we, we get what's the shortest verse in the Bible. It says this, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. He cried. He showed compassion. His heart was moved. This was not some put on act. This was real, heartfelt, genuine. Jesus wept. Jesus knew what it was to, to show compassion. In Matthew 9, 36, we read that when Jesus saw the crowds around him, he had compassion on them. Compassion, it seems, was right at the very heart of Jesus' ministry. So let me ask you a question, friends. Is compassion right at the heart of your life? Is it right at the heart of mine? It's so easy to get caught up with our own challenges, our own circumstances, the situations that we're facing. But I wonder, even in the midst of all that, are we showing compassion to others? Maybe another question, another way to put it is perhaps, have we got time for compassion? Even in all the pressures that Jesus himself faced, the, the crowds around him, everybody that wanted time with him, he was still moved by compassion, allowed his heart to be moved and to show compassion to people. Friends, in this season right now, we need to be showing compassion to those around us. The second thing that we need to be bringing to people is comfort. Firstly, compassion. Secondly, comfort. Now, whenever I hear the word comfort, I immediately think of that great line from Handel's Messiah, comfort ye my people. I, I love, the, uh, love the Messiah. Often we have it on it around Christmas time. It's a great line. It's taken from Isaiah 40. It's echoed again in Isaiah 61, where it talks about the spirit of the Lord that anoints to bring comfort to all who mourn. And there are certainly those who are mourning right now. Plenty of, our, plenty of people in our nation today need to know what it is to receive comfort. There are plenty of people mourning right now who need that comfort. And friends, we're called to bring that to people. The Holy Spirit is sometimes called the counsellor or the comforter. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul refers to the God of all comfort. Actually, it's worth pausing for a moment just at that verse and considering it. It's, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in our trouble so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. God is the one who comforts us. But did you notice that there's compassion in there too? Why does he comfort us? Is it just for our own selves? Well, he does come to us to comfort us. That is, the, that is part of the good news that we read about in Scripture. But it's not meant to stop there. He comforts us so that we can then, in turn, comfort others. But we don't just have to use our own strength for that. It's not just what we can muster up, if you like. We get to comfort others in the power and strength of the Holy Spirit. Today, God himself promises to bring comfort to you. If comfort is something you need to know today, God promises to bring that to you. Right now, even in these moments, you can know God's comfort. And if you don't need to know it right now, I'd still encourage you to receive it so that you can then pass it on to others. You can comfort others with that which God has given to you. So I wonder, do you need to know God's comfort today? I just want to pause for a moment and just ask that the Holy Spirit would come to you. If you need to know God's comfort today, I want to pray. God, I ask that any who, even today, need to know your comfort, right now in this moment, you would come to them. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you remember the promise of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5? Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. It's a fantastic promise that Jesus himself makes. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God is the one who comes to us to bring comfort to us. And then finally, I believe God wants to bring us confidence. We talked about compassion and comfort Thirdly, it's confidence. I believe God wants to bring us confidence and hope in this season. The Holy Spirit brings hope to us. It's a confidence in who God is. Confidence in what he's said. In Romans chapter 15, Paul says this. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This hope is not a vague hope, the sort of thing that that feeling when you're imagining your football team winning the next game, hoping that they'll they'll get through to the next round of the cup. You know, it's not even a hope of better days ahead. Although, like our Queen, I, I do believe there are better days ahead for us. No, no, this is something far more secure, far more sure and certain. It's a hope and a confidence in the Lord 
and God himself. A friend of mine recently, who, as far as I'm aware, is not a Christian, said to me, people need hope right now, don't they? And she's right, they do. People need hope right now. And friends, guess what? Who are the carriers of hope? It's us. It's the people of God. God calls us to be confident that we are carriers of hope, his hope, into his world. It's the, it's the people of God. It's the, the ordinary, everyday followers of Jesus who get to carry this marvellous message of hope with great confidence into the world. And today, God wants you to have such a confidence in him and his promises, such a confidence in his word. Why? Because it describes him. It's about him. This morning, I want you to be confident. Confident of this. Confident that you can be a bringer of hope into the situations and circumstances that you find yourselves in. Maybe for you it's by making some phone calls this week. Maybe some, sending some text messages or emails to people. You can be a bringer of hope to people this week and be confident too in the power of the gospel in Romans 1 verse 16 Paul says for I'm not ashamed of the power of the I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone everyone who believes first to the Jew then to the Gentile and that power is at work today right now even the power of the gospel. Even in the midst of a global pandemic, God himself is at work. He really is. I described a couple of weeks ago when I preached, uh, I talked about the Pray for Boris hashtag uh, that suddenly became popular in the UK uh, as, uh, as we prayed for our Prime Minister, who at the time was so critically ill. Now, when was the last time the Mail on Sunday ran a headline on its front page describing a prayer meeting? <laughs> Things are happening, I believe, right now. In the midst of pain, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of difficulty and challenge, God is at work. He really is. Uh, I believe it. I believe he's up to something. I, I believe that God is at work in our nation and right around the world. Over the last few weeks, the, the online platform uh, that we use to, to bring you this live stream, they've gone from around about 3,000 churches around the world using it to somewhere in excess of 23,000 churches now using it. And over the last few weeks, on this platform alone, over 70,000 people around the world have made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. That's phenomenal. Around 70,000 people just on this platform alone. God is at work. He really is. And we can be confident in that. Even in lockdown, there is life, new life, because God himself is at work. Sometimes it's in invisible and unseen ways, but we can still be confident that he's at work. Maybe we should be asking him, Lord, what are you doing? What are you up to? What is it that you're doing today? I want to encourage you, friends, to be confident that God is at work. Look for what he's doing. 
Be confident in who God has made you to be and bring hope to those around you. There's one thing that the world needs right now. It's hope. And we are the carriers of hope. God has given us that message to bring to others. People are looking for it, I believe. I believe people are far more open to hearing about it than they've been in maybe a long time. Even in the midst of difficulty and challenge, there is an opportunity for us to be speaking about the love of Jesus and the love of God and all that he brings to us. And we can bring that. Before I close, I want to speak to those of you who have maybe joined us today, but are not yet followers of Jesus. Maybe you decided to find out a bit more about the Christian faith. Maybe a friend invited you along and said, why don't you check out this video, join this live stream. Maybe you've been wondering what the Christian faith is all about. Maybe you're uh, investigating it. Maybe you're asking questions for yourself. Well, I'm going to invite you today in, in just a moment to put your trust in Jesus. Maybe for the first time today. If you're looking for hope, if you're looking for answers to some of life's big questions, if you're looking for a solid foundation on which to build your life, I want to invite you to put your hope and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, to confess your sins, to ask his forgiveness, and to commit your life to following him. I'm going to pray now. And if you'd like to commit your life to Jesus today, I'd like to invite you to pray along with this prayer with me now as it comes up on your screen. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you came to bring good news and hope to all mankind. I choose today to put my hope and trust in you. I acknowledge you as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry that I failed you and let you down. Thank you that you'll never fail me and let me down. I turn away from everything I've done wrong and ask that you would please forgive me. I choose today to always follow you and to receive your love and forgiveness. Please give me the gift of your Holy Spirit to help me live for you. Amen. If you're watching on our live stream and you've prayed that prayer, please respond now to the invitation on your screen which says, I commit my life to Jesus. Click on the raise hand button. You'll be able to chat to one of our team. They'll be able to answer some more questions if you have them to pray with you. And if you'd like us to, we can send you some helpful literature to help you on your journey. We're called to show compassion. We're called to bring comfort to those around us. And we're called too to have a confidence and a hope in the gospel and the hope that it brings. May you bring that to those around you in the coming week. Next week, we're going to be looking at the subject of courage and encouraging yourself in the Lord. So I hope you can join us then. God bless you. Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.
www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.